Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Spooky Gals, the podcast where we explore all sorts of real life paranormal and creepy occurrences, from ghost sightings and hauntings, to reported alien and cryptid encounters, myths, folklore, legends and more. Every week we'll cover a different true spooky story. We're your hosts, I'm Katrina. And I'm Jasmine. Good morning, afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you are. Hello. Um, I actually, I actually saw that apparently. So they're somewhere in, it was either Alaska or the Arctic, <laughs> or like one of those kinds of places nearby the Arctic, where the sun will set today and then it won't rise again until next year. That's um, horrible. So, although I kind yeah. of feel no, like I, that right I don't now. think it's horrible. That's my dream. <laughs> oh, is it? Well, I yearn for to be in the dark. It's currently <laughs> like quarter past midday and it's nearly pitch black. What? Like I forgot how strange England is. Yeah, it's not it's not super. Like I can just read my notes, but I'm too lazy to go and switch oh, the light no. on. I was gonna say it is looking rather dark where you are right now. It's not great. Oh, but dear. anyway, Jasmine, how are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. It's been a bit of a bit of a, a rocky weekend for me, but uh, I'm I'm fine now. Oh. Um, but yeah, so I've been enjoying a nice long week off work. Yeah. Um, which I actually I did take this week off initially for my friend's wedding in Thailand, but uh, of course COVID happened, and now <laughs> she's had to postpone it pretty much indefinitely. Oh. So um. That's, that's, yeah, that's not great. Um, but aside from that, I've had a great week. Uh, I've been on a staycation, my mm. first staycation. I'm not sure if staycations are as big in other parts of the world as they are in Hong Kong, but they're massive here. It's, it's, it's crazy here. I think most people go on one every weekend. Like I know some people who go on one every weekend. I've not been on a single one because I was like, it's a big waste of money. But um, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it, that's what I say. The pictures look lovely though. Thank you. Yes, no, it's it's a nice it's it's a lovely little hotel just right right nearby where I live. <laughs> so like it's it's a staycation but not not far from home so I can always yeah. pop home to grab extra shit, which is always fun. Yes, how how about you? How was your week? I've done pretty much nothing. Like all I've done is either work for the podcast or work for university, and then sleep. Either way, all work and no play, huh, Yeah, Katty? it's not not super, <laughs> not super. But I guess there's not much playing to do these days for you. Yeah, like my first assignment's not for another three weeks, but I'm already super paranoid and like doing loads of work for it and shit. But yeah, yes, it's okay. You're gonna smash it, Catty. We all know. Yeah. <laughs> So, just before we start, we'd just like to thank our newest patrons, Daniel Peterson and Ali Page. I love you, Alex. <laughs> You're the best. Yeah, and Daniel's so nice. Oh, thank you guys. It means yeah, a lot to both thank of us. You. Thank you we for really giving us your well earned pennies. And we have a really awesome Patreon episode for you, which we're going to record next yes. after this. I'm very excited. I've not opened the file yet, so I don't know what it's about. So I'm very, very excited to record whatever. Should I say it? What should I say? What the Patreon episode yeah, is go for to, it. to um, lure some more people in? <laughs> Reel them in. Yeah. Reel them right in there. So the past couple of episodes we've done like short stories, and we've each taken turns like reading a short story. Um, 
but from now on I'm thinking maybe just doing like mini episodes like our main episodes so um okay this week's patreon episode is um the drowned boy of Ola'a in Hawaii and like Ooh. the legend and ghost story of that so I'm very excited I for love that, that. Mm-hmm. you know what Katty? I love ghosts and I love drowned children <laughs> cut that out <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> the drowned boy. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> just cut all that out. Yeah, oh, so yeah. join <laughs> join our Patreon. Yeah, so you you'll be in for some real treats if you join Patreon. Yes, and um, hopefully, um, Catty won't upload a mistake like last time. Apparently, she that wasn't last one, time. It was the time one side. Last. <laughs> I didn't mean she to. Uploaded they had... only one half of the podcast. They are. No, I just I just named things too similarly, so I just uploaded my side of the audio rather than oh merged. I'm just teasing Katty because she's more talented than me. No, it's fine. that's so not true. That's, that's just that's just the old hubris talking. It's all good. Excuse me, who won, who won my <laughs> comical romance competition? Short short video composition. Oh yeah, but I mean, not everyone can be a genius at building a shrine at age fourteen. Um, <laughs> you know, that was that was just that was just my my your peak. S- what's the word? My scintillating skills at uh, at putting together random bits of merchandise mm. in in the shape of a shrine and winning merchandise. It was all randomly selected, but people got so angry at us. Like, all the fucking <laughs> emos on YouTube were like, this isn't even that good. These kids didn't do anything. We were just like, ah, fuck you. Oh, we have 100 US of merch each. <laughs> and like, <laughs> oh, success. It really sucks to have peaked at 14, though. Oh no, you didn't. I must say, <laughs> still perfect. It's <laughs> cool. Twenty-five, right? Oh, I love you. So, shall we get started? Yes. Yeah, so, are you ready? I am ready as I will ever be. Okay. Let's do so, today's episode is about the Beast of Bray Road. Ooh, never heard of this one. Ooh. I thought it was about time to do like a cryptid because we do so many ghosts. <laughs> so. My sources for this were Wikipedia, MyracineCounty.com, LegendsOfAmerica.com, AminoApps.com, CultOfWeird.com, LindaGodfrey.com, and especially FringeParanormal.wordpress.com. Ooh. So. Nice. Ever since 1936, a strange creature has been reported around Wisconsin and Northern Illinois and has been named after the quiet rural road outside of Elkhorn, Wisconsin, where it has most often been seen. Although the description of the creature has varied from being bear-like to a hominoid ape similar to Bigfoot, the most common description is that of an unusually large, muscular, wolf-like animal, capable of walking on just its hind legs. So it's it's a werewolf? Wait, wait! <laughs> <laughs> It is approximately two to four feet tall when on all fours, seven feet tall when standing up, weighing between 400 and 700 pounds, with greyish-brown fur and accompanied by the putrid smell of rotten meat. One thing that distinguishes the Beast of Bray Road from other similar dog or wolfmen-like cryptids 
is the sheer number of reliable witnesses who have encountered the creature, including a number of policemen and a former assistant district attorney of Walworth County. Animal mutilations have also been reported in the area around Bray Road, with animal remains, including deer and livestock, partially eaten with specific organs, particularly their hearts, removed from the carcasses. Okay, so so um, this this is this is kind of kind of hearkening for me back to last week's episode, or um, when it was maybe it was when we did our crossover with Wise, and we were discussing the phenomenon of the um, the hillbilly in horror. Yeah, and this this all of this just sounds like um, someone just trying to. It's almost like a hillbilly, but a wolf man because it's doing all the things that a hillbilly would have done in all of these weird American sort of uh, stay with me here okay it's almost like people are trying to kind of make up a monster about hillbillies to sort of I don't know <laughs> where I'm going with this okay, okay sure. I'm just I'm just getting hillbillies and werewolves and I'm trying to merge them in my head mm-hmm. kind of um, you know a bit like the guy from House of Wax you know, yeah, the creepy hillbilly, kind of like him with his massive pit full of roadkill. Yeah. That's kind of what um, I'm imagining yeah, right you. now. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm kind of mm-hmm. thinking, yeah, okay, there we go. I, I, I got there in the end. Okay, <laughs> just this, yeah. Not I, entirely I, sure. I do what think the point it's interesting was, yes. the crossover between them. Well, the point. I'm just trying to tell you how I'm picturing this beast, and I'm picturing it as a hillbilly who dresses as a wolf <laughs> in order to not get caught doing creepy hillbilly shit. Okay. That was my point. Or actually, because it's nearby Wisconsin, he could also be, there could be something involving cheese. So we will have to wait and see. (laughs) (laughs) While many people dismiss the Beast of Bray Road as a hoax and state that supposed sightings of the creature were caused by mass hysteria or an unusually large coyote or wolf, there are others who maintain that the beast is far more supernatural in nature. A number of witnesses report that it seemed to behave in an intelligent, calculating manner, far beyond that of an animal, leading them to believe that the beast might just be a werewolf. Although this might sound a bit far-fetched, even to people who believe in cryptids and the paranormal, the first ever sighting of the Beast of Bray Road in 1936 actually supports the werewolf theory. While driving along Highway 18, just east of Jefferson, Wisconsin, during his job as a night watchman, Mark Shackleman saw a large figure digging in an old Native American grave site near the side of the road. Oh no. When Shackleman oh, no. went to approach the figure, he saw that it was over six feet tall, covered in coarse hair, and had a muzzled face with the features of a canine. He also described the creature's strange hands with twisted thumbs and only three fingers, as well as the stench of rancid meat that emanated from it. When Shackleman got too close, however, the beast ran away. Although understandably shaken, Shackleman returned to work the next night, and again while on duty he saw the creature digging in the same place. This time he managed to get closer to the beast, and it allegedly growled the word Gadara at him, before running away once more. Shackleman found this word significant, as he knew that Gadara is a place mentioned in the Bible where Jesus encountered a demon-possessed man, 
leading him to believe that the beast is a possessed or cursed human, forcefully turned into the wolf-like creature. Okay, so Gadara, that just seems like three very separate syllables which could have been uttered in, I'm just saying, that's not exactly a word right? <laughs> and also, I don't know, I don't know why this Shackleman is so well versed in the Bible. Like, he's like, ah, yes, Gadara, that strange phrase from the Bible. Well, I don't, I think he was just like really religious. I'm sorry, that just sounds like someone that got caught digging in a grave. <laughs> Sightings of the Beast of Bray Road continued sporadically throughout the years, until a sudden flood of reported encounters began in the late 1980s. Several witnesses claimed that the beast had made contact with their vehicles while they were driving near the area, and that it left long scratch marks on the doors of one vehicle and on the trunk of another. One woman, while driving along Bray Road on a foggy night, reported hitting something crossing the road. Panicked, she exited her vehicle to see what the car had hit, and she saw a large, hairy figure moving quickly towards her. She saw that it was a massive wolf-like creature with red eyes and she ran back to her car with it chasing her, where it left claw marks on one of the rear passenger doors. One of the most compelling witness reports that I came across during my research was that of Laurie Endrizzle, who was driving along Bray Road on a fall evening in 1989. As she rounded a bend, she saw what she initially thought was a man kneeling or hunched over at the side of the road. Concerned that the person was hurt or in trouble, she slowed down to take a look through the passenger side window. When she was roughly six feet away from the figure, she saw that it wasn't a human, but instead a large, muscular, human-esque wolf-like creature with grey-brown fur, fangs, pointed ears, long fingers with claws and a long face with a snout. She also stated that its eyes glowed yellow even though the car's headlights weren't shining directly on them, so it couldn't have been a reflection. It was apparently eating something, and its arms were jointed like a human, with it seeming to hold its food in its hands, with its palms facing upwards, unlike any other known animal that lives in the area. The sheer number of sightings in the late 1980s and early 1990s prompted a local newspaper the Walworth County Week, to assign reporter Linda Godfrey to cover the story. Initially, Godfrey was sceptical and considered the Beast of Bray Road to be a sort of throwaway story for a slow newsweek. But the article inspired many people to come forward with their own stories of the creature, and she soon became convinced of its authenticity. Godfrey later wrote a book titled The Beast of Bray Road, Tailing Wisconsin's Werewolf and has actually devoted most of her career to investigating different cryptids that have been reported throughout America. The Beast of Bray Road has also supposedly been linked to a cult or satanic activity, as other bizarre occurrences were reported around the area during the bulk of the sightings in the late 80s and early 90s. So, just now I'm going to put in a, a trigger warning for um, animal harm. So, oh God, um, do we have to? If, if you are very, very sensitive to stuff like that, then I'd stop, probably stop listening now. Maybe, um, maybe skip about five minutes ahead. Okay, so during one summer alone, roughly a dozen dead animals, many matching the descriptions of local missing pets, had been left in a ditch along Willow Road 
near Bray Road. The state of the animals' carcasses, many of which had ropes tied around their legs and their throats slit or their heads entirely decapitated, with certain organs, including their hearts, missing, resulted in speculation that they had been sacrificed as part of occult rituals. Most prominent among those who believed that they were killed as part of occult activity was John Fredrickson, a Walworth County Animal Control Officer who had been investigating the numerous cases of animal mutilations in the area. Fredrickson had also heard rumours about individuals posing as animal control officers searching for stray animals, with one incident involving a man trying to convince a boy to hand over his pet black lab. The authorities completely ignored Fredrickson's findings, however, and the investigation was quickly ended, with Police Chief James Jensen publicly dismissing any possibility of occult involvement in the animal deaths in June 1991. Of course, this total denial only acted to increase suspicion that something untoward was occurring, and that local law enforcement and other prominent citizens were directly involved or helping to cover it up. A view that wasn't helped by the fact that the ditch on Willow Road where the animal remains were found was quickly bulldozed over, completely burying all evidence of what had occurred. The beast link to this supposed occult activity isn't entirely clear, but there are some people who believe that the creature may have been created or summoned during one such ritual. Although the frenzy over the Beast of Bray Road seemed to wane once the wave of reported encounters fizzled out, sightings of the creature have never actually stopped. In fact, the most recent sighting of the Beast of Bray Road was actually in May 2020, when Lake Geneva resident Ron Rice saw the creature in broad daylight while delivering fertiliser to a farm on Highway 36, just west of Church Road, in the town of Lyons, Wisconsin. While sitting in his truck, Rice noticed a large figure moving in the deep woods, approximately 150 feet away, and soon realised that it was nothing like he had ever seen before. The thing was huge. It was over seven feet tall, Rice said. It was brown and hairy with coarse hair. It walked out and picked something up, then turned its back towards me and went back into the woods. Two weeks later, Rice claims to have seen the beast once again near the same spot, and again it walked out of the woods before quickly returning. So, whether you believe that the Beast of Bray Road was a hoax, or just an unusually large animal made to seem more paranormal due to the mass hysteria that gripped the local community, or even that it really is some sort of supernatural creature such as a werewolf or cryptid. One thing is for certain, you definitely wouldn't want to be caught alone on the quiet rural Bray Road, or in the surrounding heavily wooded area, when darkness begins to fall. Okay, so I have some notes because I did not want to interrupt you because I know that we're short on time. So here we go. I still think it's a hillbilly, number one. Um, number two, uh, why on earth are you fucking with a Native American grave? Okay, have you never seen Buffy? You don't do that. We don't do that. It's bad, right? I I am rewatching Buffy right now and they had that whole weird episode with the Native American. Oh, I love anyway, that episode. Um, yeah, it's wonderful. I love it. I love, I love Spike. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, yes, yeah, so do not fuck with the Native American grave. So I believe it is a curse, actually. Seems like it was a curse, cursed grave. You touch it, you become Wolfman. 
That's my second theory, but okay. my primary theory is hillbilly. <laughs> also, um, potentially an Illuminati of hillbillies, <laughs> right? Right. So the police are in on it. Towns people in on it. Whole of Wisconsin, they're in on it, right? And my uh, my my next thought is maybe they should all stop drinking because I am pretty sure that um, seeing people. I mean, also the hairy man um, taking stuff. What was it? What was he doing? He's picked something up and then turned around and went back into the woods that could very well just be a homeless man so maybe um stop drinking so much and don't be um ableist against homeless people because yes i'm not sure where wisconsin is but i wouldn't be surprised if this was all just some kind of um classist sort of dig at the homeless community of wisconsin so if it is then very very bad that is all my thoughts on that they're all your thoughts <laughs> Condensed thoughts. Of okay, thank, thank you, you very much for them, Delsa. <laughs> so there you go. That was the Beast of Bray Road. So, thank you so much for listening, and we hope to have you back for next week's episode. If you want to get in touch for any reason, just to say hello or to send us a story of your own true paranormal or spooky experience, please email us at spookygirlspodcast at gmail dot com. And also make sure to like and follow our Spooky Girls Facebook page, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also check us out on Twitter, at Spooky Girls Pod, and on Instagram, at Spooky Girls Podcast. If you want to support us further, then you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash spookygirls. From as little as $2 a month, you gain access to bonus episodes and other awesome content that we have planned for the future. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you all next time. Stay spooky! Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Nice.